Hello and welcome to day 54 of our Bible reading course. We're continuing in the book of Jeremiah, today reading from chapters 29 to 31. Let's pray. Almighty God, your word is many things to me, but may it now become a seed sown in my heart, finding there good and receptive soil. In Jesus' name. Amen. This is the text of the letter that the prophet Jeremiah sent from Jerusalem to the surviving elders among the exiles, and to the priests, the prophets, and all the other people Nebuchadnezzar had carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. This was after King Jehoiakim and the Queen Mother, the court officials and the leaders of Judah and Jerusalem, the skilled workers and the craftsmen had gone into exile from Jerusalem. He entrusted the letter to Elasa, son of Shaphan, and to Gemariah, son of Hilkiah, whom Zedekiah, king of Judah, sent to King Nebuchadnezzar in Babylon. It said, This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there, do not decrease. Also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Yes, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Do not let the prophets and diviners among you deceive you. Do not listen to the dreams you encourage them to have. They are prophesying lies to you in my name. I have not sent them, declares the Lord. This is what the Lord says. When seventy years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfil my good promise to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. You may say, The Lord has raised up prophets for us in Babylon. But this is what the Lord says about the king who sits on David's throne and all the people who remain in this city, your fellow citizens who did not go with you into exile. Yes, this is what the Lord Almighty says. I will send the sword, famine and plague against them, and I will make them like figs that are so bad they cannot be eaten. I will pursue them with the sword, famine and plague, and will make them abhorrent to all the kingdoms of the earth, a curse and an object of horror of scorn and reproach among all the nations where I drive them. For they have not listened to my words, declares the Lord, words that I sent to them again and again by my servants, the prophets. And you exiles have not listened either, declares the Lord. Therefore hear the word of the Lord, all you exiles whom I have sent away from Jerusalem to Babylon. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says about Ahab son of Coliah, and Zedekiah son of Marseah, 
who are prophesying lies to you in my name. I will deliver them into the hands of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and he will put them to death before your very eyes. Because of them, all the exiles from Judah who are in Babylon will use this curse. May the Lord treat you like Zedekiah and Ahab, whom the king of Babylon burned in the fire. For they have done outrageous things in Israel. They have committed adultery with their neighbours' wives, and in my name they have uttered lies, which I did not authorise. I know it, and am a witness to it, declares the Lord. Tell Shemaiah then a Helamite, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. You sent letters in your own name to all the people in Jerusalem, to the priest Zephaniah, son of Messiah, and to all the other priests. You said to Zephaniah, The Lord has appointed you priest in place of Jehoiada to be in charge of the house of the Lord. You should put any maniac who acts like a prophet into the stocks and neck irons. So why have you not reprimanded Jeremiah from Anatoth, who poses as a prophet among you? He has sent this message to us in Babylon. It will be a long time. Therefore build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Zephaniah the priest, however, read the letter to Jeremiah the prophet. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. Send this message to all the exiles. This is what the Lord says about Shemaiah the Nehelamite. Because Shemaiah has prophesied to you, even though I did not send him, and has persuaded you to trust in lies, this is what the Lord says. I will surely punish Shemaiah the Nehelamite and his descendants. He will have no one left among this people, nor will he see the good things I will do for my people, declares the Lord, because he has preached rebellion against me. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Write in a book all the words I have spoken to you. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will bring my people Israel and Judah back from captivity and restore them to the land I gave to their ancestors to possess, says the Lord. These are the words the Lord spoke concerning Israel and Judah. This is what the Lord says. Cries of fear are heard. Terror, not peace. Ask and see. Can a man bear children? Then why do I see every strong man with his hands on his stomach like a woman in labour, every face turned deathly pale? How awful that day will be. No other will be like it. It will be a time of trouble for Jacob, but he will be saved out of it. In that day, declares the Lord Almighty, I will break the yoke off their necks and will tear off their bonds. No longer will foreigners enslave them. Instead they will serve the Lord their God, and David their king, whom I will raise up for them. So do not be afraid, Jacob my servant. Do not be dismayed, Israel, declares the Lord. I will surely save you out of a distant place, your descendants from the land of their exile. Jacob will again have peace and security, and no one will make him afraid. I am with you and will save you, declares the Lord. Though I completely destroy all the nations among which I scatter you, I will not completely destroy you. I will discipline you, but only in due measure. I will not let you go entirely unpunished. This is what the Lord says. Your wound is incurable, your injury beyond healing. There is no one to plead your cause, 
no remedy for your sore, no healing for you. All your allies have forgotten you. They care nothing for you. I have struck you as an enemy would, and punished you as would the cruel, because your guilt is so great, and your sins so many. Why do you cry out over your wound, your pain that has no cure? Because of your great guilt and many sins I have done these things to you. But all who devour you will be devoured. All your enemies will go into exile. Those who plunder you will be plundered. All who make spoil of you I will despoil. But I will restore you to health and heal your wounds, declares the Lord, because you are called an outcast, Zion, for whom no one cares. This is what the Lord says. I will restore the fortunes of Jacob's tents and have compassion on his dwellings. The city will be rebuilt on her ruins and the palace will stand in its proper place. From them will come songs of thanksgiving and the sound of rejoicing. I will add to their numbers and they will not be decreased. I will bring them honour and they will not be disdained. Their children will be as in the days of old and their community will be established before me. I will punish all who oppress them. Their leader will be one of their own. Their ruler will arise from among them. I will bring him near, and he will come close to me. For who is he who will devote himself to be close to me? declares the Lord. So you will be my people, and I will be your God. See, the storm of the Lord will burst out in wrath, a driving wind swirling down on the heads of the wicked. The fierce anger of the Lord will not turn back until he fully accomplishes the purposes of his heart. In days to come you will understand this. At that time, declares the Lord, I will be the God of all the families of Israel, and they will be my people. This is what the Lord says. The people who survive the sword will find favour in the wilderness. I will come to give rest to Israel. The Lord appeared to us in the past, saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. I will build you up again, and you, virgin Israel, will be rebuilt. Again you will take up your tambourines and go out to dance with the joyful. Again you will plant vineyards on the hills of Samaria. The farmers will plant them and enjoy their fruit. There will be a day when watchmen cry out on the hills of Ephraim, Come, let us go up to Zion, to the Lord our God. This is what the Lord says. Sing with joy for Jacob, shout for the foremost of the nations. Make your praises heard, and say, Lord, save your people, the remnant of Israel. See, I will bring them from the land of the north, and gather them from the ends of the earth. Among them will be the blind and the lame, expectant mothers and women in labour. A great throng will return. They will come with weeping. They will pray as I bring them back. I will lead them beside streams of water, on a level path where they will not stumble. Because I am Israel's father, and Ephraim is my firstborn son. Hear the word of the Lord, you nations. Proclaim it in the distant coastlands. He who scattered Israel will gather them and will watch over his flock like a shepherd. For the Lord will deliver Jacob and redeem them from the hand of those stronger than they. They will come and shout for joy on the heights of Zion. 
they will rejoice in the bounty of the Lord. The grain, the new wine and the olive oil, the young of the flocks and herds. They will be like a well-watered garden, and they will sorrow no more. Then young women will dance and be glad, young men and old as well. I will turn their mourning into gladness. I will give them comfort and joy instead of sorrow. I will satisfy the priests with abundance, and my people will be filled with my bounty, declares the Lord. This is what the Lord says. A voice is heard in Ramah, mourning and great weeping, Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted, because they are no more. This is what the Lord says. Restrain your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears, for your work will be rewarded, declares the Lord. They will return from the land of the enemy, so there is hope for your descendants, declares the Lord. Your children will return to their own land. I have surely heard Ephraim's moaning. You discipline me like an unruly calf, and I have been disciplined. Restore me, and I will return, because you are the Lord my God. After I strayed, I repented. After I came to understand, I beat my breast. I was ashamed and humiliated because I bore the disgrace of my youth. Is not Ephraim my dear son, the child in whom I delight? Though I often speak against him, I still remember him. Therefore my heart yearns for him. I have great compassion for him, declares the Lord. Set up road signs, put up guideposts, take note of the highway, the road that you take. Return, virgin Israel, return to your towns. How long will you wander, unfaithful daughter Israel? The Lord will create a new thing on earth. The woman will return to the man. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. When I bring them back from captivity, the people in the land of Judah and its towns will once again use these words. The Lord bless you, you prosperous city, you sacred mountain. People will live together in Judah and all its towns, farmers and those who move about with their flocks. I will refresh the weary and satisfy the faint. At this I awoke and looked around. My sleep had been pleasant to me. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will plant the kingdoms of Israel and Judah with the offspring of people and of animals. Just as I watched over them to uproot and tear down, and to overthrow, destroy and bring disaster, so I will watch over them to build and to plant, declares the Lord. In those days people will no longer say, The parents have eaten sour grapes, and the children's teeth are set on edge. Instead, Everyone will die for their own sin. Whoever eats sour grapes, their own teeth will be set on edge. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and with the people of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt, because they broke my covenant, though I was a husband to them, declares the Lord. This is the covenant that I will make with the people of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. 
No longer will they teach their neighbour or say to one another, Know the Lord, because they will all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. This is what the Lord says. He who appoints the sun to shine by day, who decrees the moon and stars to shine by night, who stirs up the sea so that its waves roar, the Lord Almighty is his name. Only if these decrees vanish from my sight, declares the Lord, will Israel ever cease being a nation before me. This is what the Lord says. Only if the heavens above can be measured, and the foundations of the earth below be searched out, will I reject all the descendants of Israel, because of all they have done, declares the Lord. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when this city will be rebuilt for me, from the tower of Hananel to the corner gate. The measuring line will stretch from there straight to the hill of Gareb, and then turn to Goa. The whole valley where dead bodies and ashes are thrown, and all the terraces out to the Kidron Valley on the east, as far as the corner of the horse gate, will be holy to the Lord. The city will never again be uprooted or demolished. Today's reading is set during the reign of King Zedekiah, after the first deportation of the majority of Jerusalem's citizens and treasures in 597 BC, but before the city's final destruction a decade later. The exiles were no doubt wondering how long they would be languishing in a foreign land. Some, who claimed to speak in God's name, were saying that it would just be for a short while. Jeremiah, by contrast, had been given an altogether different timescale, and in a masterclass of confidence and trust in the timing of God, urges the exiles to have both patience in the present crisis as well as clear hope for the future. It's going to last 70 years, he says, so you may as well get used to it and settle down. What's more, pray for God's blessing on the place you are living, so that you too will be blessed. For I know the plans I have for you. Only when you're ready to seek me with all your heart and return to me will I initiate your journey home. Unsurprisingly, this was not what some of the exiles wanted to hear not least because it meant that none of them would ever see the promised land again. A man called Shemaiah tries to stir up trouble for Jeremiah, but to no avail. The next four chapters, 30 to 33, form what's known as the Book of Consolation and are an uplifting and inspiring description of what will happen at the end of the exile. An upheaval in Babylon will open the door onto a new beginning where God will save his people and bring them back. Though all their human allies have forgotten about them, the Lord has not. He will restore their fortunes with rejoicing in the land and fruitfulness for the crops. I will refresh the weary and satisfy the faint. Chapter 31, verse 25. All of this will find expression in a new covenant with Israel. This time God's laws will not be engraved on tablets of stone as in the time of Moses, but will be etched firmly in their minds and written on their hearts. Just as Isaiah had revealed a step change in the nature of God's servant, so here is a step change in the way the Lord will relate to his people, and it paves the way perfectly for what the servant will achieve. There is one point in this passage 
where the language resembles that of Jesus' story of the prodigal son. Chapter 31, verses 18 to 20, if you want to look it up. Indeed, the whole experience of being in trouble in a foreign land, coming to one's senses, turning back to God the Father, and returning home to find love, forgiveness and a brand new start, mirrors the parable so well. It's a powerful and beautiful description of the Christian message of salvation, which we shall come to in due course. There's an interesting parallel that can be drawn between our reading today and the current coronavirus lockdown, although we must be careful of its limitations. In a sense, we're in a mini-exile of our own, unable as we are to meet together in our church buildings. How do we react to this? Some are wanting to reopen as soon as possible, albeit with many restrictions in place and a long list of procedures and requirements to follow. Or is God telling us to settle down for a while as things are, to get used to this new normal and to seek him in it? Is he wanting to say something to us as individuals and churches at this time, something we need to grasp and be clear about before it's right to resume activities? Is there a new covenant, as it were, that we need to be willing to make with the Lord into the future? And can we take from these chapters a sense of confidence that things will eventually return to how they were in terms of the ordinary joys and pleasures of life? Gatherings, celebrations, travel, work and school. How can we entrust the future into God's sovereign care? Lord God, my Heavenly Father, I praise you that you have loved me with an everlasting love and drawn me with unfailing kindness, even when I was far from you. Thank you for the new start I've been given through Jesus' death and resurrection and the ongoing experience of forgiveness and hope each day. I bless you too that you have plans and purposes for my life as that verse that has become so popular sets out. Help me to hear your voice of direction and be willing to follow where you lead. Finally, I pick up on that verse about Jeremiah waking up having enjoyed a good and pleasant sleep. In these strange times when many are struggling to sleep at night, grant me your rest and peace at the end of every day. These things I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.